and welcome to Illusionary Tales of Reality, the podcast where we delve into the depths of reality and discuss some of the hidden truths beneath life as we know it. Get ready to explore the unknown and open your mind as we reveal information not covered in the mainstream media. Now, please welcome your host, Josh Bellamy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Illusionary Tales of Reality. As always, my name is Josh. Excuse me there. And I will be your host for today's uh, episode. Uh, Before we get things started, as always, just wanted to say thank you to everybody listening out there. I know there are a million and one different shows you can be listening to or watching to or watching, watching to. That's doesn't sound right but watching um so i definitely appreciate you uh coming on and taking a listen uh to the show um as always i definitely appreciate every single one of uh you guys listening um also if you'd like to support the show um best way is always word of mouth um definitely let friends, family members know, share this show, share the episodes, um, let people know. Um, I think uh, this is something that I mentioned in the past. Um, more people know about this information, more people sort of uh, go down these sort of tracks. I'm not necessarily talking about conspiracy theories or anything like that, just getting back to good old-fashioned uh, thinking for yourself is something um, that I've always sort of prided myself on is sort of sifting through everything and being able to freely think. Um, so again, friends, family, anybody that you think that that would enjoy these episodes, enjoy hearing, um, somebody go on rants and, and talk about, um, various topics, definitely, uh, let them know, um, as well. If you'd like to support the show, uh, monetarily in any way, links will be in the description, uh, for that, still looking to get those Joe Rogan numbers um, to quit my nine to five, but, uh, what the hell, um, still do that, still do this, keeps my mind off of other things uh, that are going on and sort of gives me a reason to relax with everything as well with how chaotic our world is becoming in a very, very short amount of time. Um, so um, so we have that, uh, other exciting news. I do have another guest, uh, lined up, uh, for the show that I've heard on a few different podcasts, um, here recently and definitely, um, looking forward to that episode. Um, that should be coming out here in a couple of weeks. You got the, got that set up, uh, ready to go here soon. So, uh, definitely be on the lookout for that as well. Um, so I don't really think I have anything else to go over. Um, so obviously, a um, lot going on here in the world, uh, especially over the last couple of years, um, and more so here in the last few months. If anything, it definitely it seems like things are escalating, um, and I know I've mentioned that in the past with some other previous episodes that I've done. I know um, when I've talked to uh, Charlie Robinson a few times, noticing the same thing where just 
It seems like the world is getting crazier and crazier each day. Things are becoming more chaotic. Obviously, we got a war brewing over in in Europe that seems like it's at a tipping point. We have uh, rising costs here in the U.S. on just about every damn thing that's out there, um, whether it's gas, food, um Normal supplies on obviously everything has gone up, and not to mention on top of that, um, there are fires happening at at food processing facilities. If you haven't heard about that, um, just coincidentally, obviously stuff like that happens quite frequently, but sort of makes you wonder with food shortages and um, our government talking about it. International governments talking about it. Um, people telling us we should be prepared to eat bugs and whatnot, and it just yeah, it seems like the world is on fire, and uh, there's nothing we can do. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's just maybe it's a long time overdue. Um, I, I do personally, obviously, if you haven't listened to these episodes, or if you have been listening to, obviously, you know sort of where my thoughts are at with some things, and and I personally think that. That the system, the the system we have now is, is entirely corrupt, and personally, it does need to be destroyed and built back up. Um, but obviously, not by the people who have corrupted it. Um, that is not a not a good scenario for anybody in and of itself. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of stuff uh, going on, a lot of different things I I could talk about, um, but. Today's episode was an episode when I first started my podcast um, back last year when I was jotting down some stuff for, for some topics I wanted to talk about. And um, this was one episode that, that I, or topic, that that I wanted to talk about back then. I'm actually sort of glad that I have put it off just a little bit um, at this point um, because of... Some of the things that have been going on um, with some recent announcements within the U.S. government um, sort of makes things, makes this episode a little bit more interesting to talk about. Um, obviously, if you, if you saw the, my post on Instagram, um, you sort of know what this episode is going to be about. But it's sort of, the, like I said, it's a piggyback off an earlier episode that I did about Brave New World. Um, which I definitely recommend going and checking that out. Um, it's for me, it's when I first came across that book and, and started looking into sort of the things that the book talked about versus what was happening in the world real or happening in the world today, um, made some very eerily, um, coincidences. And then just knowing, um, about Autolus Huxley and his ties, uh, within the, uh, British government, not only from himself, but through his family as well, um, made for a very interesting, um, topic, uh, and to think about and just even talk about. And so today's episode sort of branches into that sort of dystopian future that, that we've all been taught, that we've all heard about. Um, obviously it should be no surprise that, that most people have probably heard of the term um, Orwellian or or Orwellian dystopia, and obviously, if if you're familiar, that comes from um, the book 1984, 
um, which was written in the 1940s uh, by George Orwell, um, who, on the surface, at least from the research that I've done, and definitely if you have more information, um, I, I would be glad to uh, to hear about it. And this is something that I re- that I found out just recently. And just because I really never got big into 1984, uh, personally, like I heard about some of the topics coming out of it, obviously the big one is usually Big Brother is watching you uh, type of stuff. But when I did uh, my episode uh, with Mark Palmer back uh, in in February at this point, um, I know he had mentioned that um, George Orwell um, sort of was tutored by Autolus Huxley, which I found very fascinating um, just because the topics that both of these authors talked about during the 40s, looking back on it, granted, you may draw some some conclusions based off of what was going on, but um, especially in Huxley's version or in with Huxley and Brave New World, some of the sci- sci-fi aspects were, were pretty far out there. Now, um 1984 there are some aspects that that sort of are borderline um with it with some of the technology aspects uh, and there's also obviously some of the um to talk that ah, I cannot talk totalitarianism or authoritarianism um aspects which definitely you could see happening during the 40s um at that time, obviously, with World War II um, that was going on and sort of s- make some assumptions to that. But but it still, for me, still doesn't resonate. That that's sort of where these ideas came from. And obviously, if with him uh, being tutored by Otilus Huxley... Um, I mean, it wouldn't be far-fetched that Huxley let Orwell in on some of the um, ideas that, that, that apparently Huxley um, had mentioned on a few different times, or at least from from my from what I've heard um, coming across secret documents while, while working for for the government, and obviously um, from some of the stuff that I've read, it seemed like Orwell, towards the end of his life, was also uh, working for for the British government. So, um, so obviously if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, today's episode, um, just going to touch on some of the weird coincidences that, that 1984 sort of talked about and, and sort of what, what we're seeing in, in the present day with, with the various things that are going on, um, not necessarily here in the U.S., but potentially around the world. More so here in the U.S. than anything, obviously, just because that is where that I live. Um, and obviously, news coming out of other countries sometimes is very hard to uh, disseminate what is real, what isn't real. Obviously, just look at what's going on um, in Europe. So, so without really any further ado, let's sort of get into into some of the topics here um, about 1984. So, so obviously one of the biggest ones that, that sort of pops right out is the um, aforementioned totalitarianism or authoritarianism, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's 
two sides of the same coin. And obviously, um, in 1984, you sort of have this group of people, very small group, um, sort of controlling, um, how people behave, what they think, um, what they say, basically, um, controlling every aspect of their, of their life. Now, when we start looking at this, obviously you can make conclusions that when this was written, um, to some of the communist countries that were going on at that point in time. And I mean, even when we look sort of at, at today, um, I mean, we don't have to look too much further than, than some of these, um, countries that, that have, that have been under communist regime. Obviously you look at China, um, you, you look at not only currently, but you go and look back sort of what happened with, um, during the Mao revolution and the Mao time as far as Mao's can't talk right now. Um, when he, when he was there sort of controlling everything, but, but when we're looking here, um, in the U S I mean, and even just broad terms, like we always hear that, that term new world order, one world government, um, type of scenario. And that's sort of harkens to me that, that, that authoritarianism, that's a tall, 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 I'm just going to say authoritarianism because I cannot talk right now or say the other, say the other word. Um, so, so that is something that I think we have to look very deep in, not a very deep, we can look at the surface level because obviously we've had multiple presidents as, as recent as, as our current president, um, Joe Biden mentioning that, um, in a recent, um, press conference, obviously, um, we've had multiple presidents, both Bushes, um, George, uh, George, Bill Clinton, um, mentioning it as well. And so we sort of have that portion to, to look at. Um, but when we start delving deeper into sort of how, how this oppression sort of, sort of happens, they go through it sort of in a couple, uh, of different ways and and this is something that, that I mentioned sort of in last week's episode or last episode that I did on the whole uh, mass formation psychosis sort of tying into that is sort of the the aspect of, of psychological uh, manipulation and obviously I don't think there's too much to go into that as far as as far as that aspect for you. But, but when we sort of piggyback off of that, like, like when we think about the psychological manipulation, this is stuff that, that has been around for years at this point, obviously we can go back to, to the 1920s, 1930s during, during, uh, the Nazi regime with them performing experiments um, and some of that carrying over here in the U.S. to um, to MK Ultra, which for me, if anybody ever wants to trust our government and thinks that they are for the betterment of the people and are here to do us good, um, <laughs> that is probably one of the um, biggest things that the show people is to sit there and say, hey, um, our government, 
was trying to break people down and brainwash them into believing uh, certain ideas and certain policies and, and control what was going in what they were thinking and and obviously um that we again we don't have to look very far into this i i mean you look at the things that happen you look at, at how people react when when the tv tells them to believe a certain way to to behave in a certain way um it's it's that manipulation. It's that psychological where, where people sort of want to go with the flow and, and you get bombarded with this information over and over and over again. And especially if you don't have the ability to, to critically think or to think for yourself, um, all you're going to do is just get this information and just regurgitate it and and just sort of go along with whatever the powers that be or the powers that are there. Honestly, I don't know where I'm going with that thought. Uh, tell you to do. And like I said, I mentioned this in the last episode. We've seen that more and more here over the last two years. It's, oh, you if, if you... If you believe in this fight, then hashtag this, hashtag that. Um, put up this banner around around your image, saying you support this cause or you support that cause, or or I got vaccinated, or put put the Ukrainian flag up. It, it's whatever whatever it is. It's basically whatever these people are being told, and a lot of people reckon put them as NPCs, which if you're a video game person, it's an unplayable character, which basically means that you sort of do as you're told, that you're an autopilot, um, or what a lot of people like to call sheep. You just follow the herd, um, and you follow the shepherd in whatever way they tell you to go, you go. Uh, and obviously, I think I've mentioned this in the past, and I've heard other people mention it, where... Obviously, you would not think that this would happen in the U.S., but under Obama, he's, I believe it was an executive order where basically he legalized uh, propaganda to be used um, on U.S. citizens. Um, and so so you have that, and obviously, as I mentioned in the past with, with TVs and, and electronics we have, brainwaves getting manipulated, um, putting us into, I would say lack of better terms, altered states of consciousness, consciousness where become, where, where people become more susceptible to these ideas. Um, and, and I mean, from there, it's very easily, very easy to manipulate people into being told to do certain things and then just sort of going along with the flow. So, so we have that sort of aspect um, on that. Um, this next one, I mean, we don't see it too much, but but there has been um, some some talks about it, depending upon who you look at. Um, but with the other aspect of, with with the control um, is is the physical aspect of it, and obviously in the book um, they sort of point to. Um, re-education camps or re-education which i know in in brave new world they also talk about this 
as well. Uh, and obviously, we don't see that here in the U.S., or at least not yet. Um, but when you have people such as like AOC coming out, um, I think it was right after the 2020 election, right after the inauguration, if memory serves me correct, um, where she came out and basically said that that every anybody that voted for Trump, they need to, in order to be brought back into society, um, they need to go through these re-education camps. Um, and obviously that um, doesn't, for, for, for a party that's trying to preach uh, inclusivity and, and acceptance and you're sitting there telling people, well, if you don't think a certain way, well, you, well, we don't want you a part of society, but if you go through this re-education system, um, you will have that. Uh, you can be implemented back into society. Um, again, it's one of those things where I, I don't, I personally haven't seen it. It's I think we we've, we've been more susceptible, um, not necessarily susceptible. But we've been more um, hit and inuated with 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 the psychological manipulation, but that physical control aspect um, is sort of there. Um, I, I mean, you can sort of look at it as well as sort of um, the aspect of. If you don't say what we want, we'll we'll cancel you. Especially for people that that make a living on, or make a means through like social media, um, and I mean even even other aspects that are out there where where people, where if you don't go along with their narrative, you don't go along with their beliefs, um, they will do anything and everything in their power to to make your life a living hell, or even try to. Um, for lack of better terms, burn your business to the ground or make it to the point where you can't work. And that even in and of itself is a form of physical control. And obviously if you're listening to this, you are probably well aware of, of cancel culture and the woke mob coming after multiple people um, who don't align um, with their ideas. And we're seeing that more and more here, here very lately. Um, but the other thing is, I would say is is don't get it twisted. Is that I care less for the Republican Party as well. I think both parties are corrupt. Um, I sort of try to find myself in the middle. I I think I'm a I would say a libertarian at this point. I used to call myself a constitutionalist before I found out what a found a better term for it. Um, just because I honestly I, I I think people should not have any government control over what they say are due but but that is just me um so the next couple of aspects um i would say are probably going to be the biggest ones that we sort of look at so so the next two um i would say some sort of almost go hand in hand and i think it's sort of um plays into what was just announced very recently um obviously if you've been paying attention to the news um uh i was gonna say biden but elon musk um essentially just purchased twitter obviously there are things of that that still have to go through with that and and for me i'm sort of i'm very on the fence with elon musk 
um, uh, personally, um, as far as as whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy, uh, to be put it very blunt and very honest, um, as as far as as whether or not we can trust him, because obviously some of the things he says about being very pro speech, very pro choice, um, sounds great and all, but then he's also talking about injecting microchips into people's heads. Um, so. So, yeah, so so I don't know where to fall with that. But in response to him buying Twitter, it almost seems like it was very lockstep with it, was the uh, new uh, misinformation service or board, whatever you want to call it, um, that the Department of Homeland Security um, just announced um, and, and obviously the Department of Homeland Security is, in and of itself, is very flawed. Uh, comes out of the Patriot Act, if memory serves me correct, but, but it's a branch of government that's designed to go after, um, terrorists, um, <laughs> homegrown terrorists or domestic terrorists, that's the word that I'm looking for. Again, can't think. I've been up uh, since 5 o'clock this morning, uh, depending upon where, when you're listening to it. Uh, this is Eastern Time, and I'm recording it on a Friday, uh, on May 6th. So I've been up for, for quite some time, so brain's a little loopy here. Um, but, but that in and of itself is very interesting why the Department of Homeland Security would need to control what is information and, and sort of control what they perceive as misinformation. Now, obviously, um, they say it's one thing that they're going to use it to, I, I believe, just sort of with, with the COVID stuff and trying to protect people from 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 the spread of misinformation. And obviously, if you look at the last two years, um, what a lot of people have been labeled as misinformation has come true. Um, lo and behold, <laughs> with a lot of the stuff. But... Um, the aspect of that that I wanted to lead into, and this is some people have sort of alluded to the name, and I think some people, because of the person that got appointed to it, um, was a Harry Potter fan, and, or not a Harry Potter fan, I think she's a, I would assume she's a Harry Potter fan, but also was in a band that was named after a Harry Potter character, and they sort of labeled it something called the Ministry of Truth, with, which also uh, is something that the 1984 called it as well, um, where basically you have the control of information and the control of, of history. And, and the history aspect is very interesting because obviously if we look around the country, um, you have seen over the last two years of various groups sort of trying to control what has, what has happened in this country. Um, obviously tearing down statues, um, trying to erase what has happened in the past. Um, and I'm not the one to sit here and say that, that this country isn't, hasn't had its faults. Um, and, and obviously it has. And I think through the years, um, Despite what you may think about the Founding Fathers and despite what I may think about them as well, because I do have 
I, I, I am very on the fence with them, considering that the majority of them were all Freemasons in and of itself. Um, I, I do think that, that some of the things that, that they tried to set up at least were beneficial in one point or another, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, but they're trying to control what has happened in history and trying to, um, tell people what really happened. Now, obviously, um, I, I think that in and of itself goes much deeper, um, cause obviously if you follow the, the Tartaria, um, and the mud flood theories, you would potentially see that, that, that there has been this control and, and, and manipulation of history. And even through that, and even if that's not the case, um, it's always, I've always held, held the fact that, 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 that history, the stuff that we're being taught, obviously we weren't there. We don't know what happened. Everything is always told through a lens. And, and it's always that, um, that saying, I, what is it? He who controls um, the present controls the past and controls the future. Something like that. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but you have have that saying. And also, um, you also have the saying is that history is always written by the victors. And so, I, I mean, I, I think that the control of history has been manipulated from us. And, and this is something that that is very interesting because you start looking at some of the things like the world's fair, some of the technology that came out that, and definitely a shout out to, um, to Kaylin over from a strange neighborhood podcast with some of the stuff that she's been posting as far as, um, some of the structures and things of that, that were, that, um, that were around during the late 1800s. It's, it's really baffling that, that, that some of these things existed back then, Considering all that was going on, uh, not necessarily during that time, but um, but it's but it seems like our history has been manipulated to a certain extent. Um, so, so you sort of have that aspect. The other portion, um, sort of that misinformation, is actually controlling the information itself. Now, now obviously, anybody who has has a working brain at this point. We will put it that way, very, very mildly, that that, that you would scoff at the fact that that your government would want to control the information you are receiving. Um, and for me, that begs a lot of questions of why they would want to do that um, or why they would only want you to see certain certain things and obviously i mean we look at this it's not only from a media standpoint with the news where no matter what you really watch um it's if you're watching cnn it's the same stories over and over again um there there, there is there is a bias there i mean you look at fox you look at msnbc you look at all these news outlets and it's always the same talking points over and over and over again. Constantly saying the left is bad, the right is bad. Um, Orange Man is bad. Whatever the case may be. And it's and it's the same thing. And then when you start to go into stuff like on social media, you look at Twitter, 
which was originally designed to to be that water cooler every, every water cooler that everybody could go that that everybody could gather around and say what they want and I want to say no repercussions uh, because I do because I do believe that we're entitled to free speech, but we are not free from consequences based off of what we say, uh, which is a which is totally different. Con- or is, is a very hard concept for a lot of people to understand. Um, I, I do believe in an absolute freedom of speech, and I do believe in if you say some stupid shit, um, you will have some uh, stupid consequences. It's that saying that play stupid games, win stupid prizes mentality. So, so, so we have that aspect uh, to it, but... But but then, obviously, like I said, over the last two years, we, we've seen censorship happen left and right, um, whether it was COVID with doctors being censored because they weren't going against the narrative, the Wuhan lab leak, um, or you look at at people not being able to, to voice certain opinions on Twitter and then getting banned um, because somebody doesn't like your opinion, Um I mean, the list goes on and on. You have Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, you have the whole thing with, with Joe Rogan when he got sick uh, with COVID, how they were um, manipulating how he looked, to even recently when he had Dr. Robert Malone on and they were trying to smear him. Like, it's it's a lot of out there where they are trying to funnel a specific narrative and funnel everybody to, to have access to only certain information. Obviously, um, when it comes to that, when you're only fed a specific narrative, when you are fed only what your government is telling you is, is true information or is the information that they deem is correct you are going to only follow what they believe and you're only going to believe what they tell you, especially if you don't get your information from any other sources, which in and of itself is, is a very bad way to, to lead to, to live and, and to lead a society. Um, Cause obviously that is just one step closer to, to that authoritarianism um, that I mentioned uh, earlier. So, so obviously it seems like we're getting closer to that, um, because it's, even though that they're trying to say that they're only going to look at certain information one way, it's, it's only a matter of time if this goes through and I don't know if it's officially gone through, but, but, but if it does go through, it's only a matter of time before we, we get to that aspect where it goes beyond just the initial scope to, looking at everything and censoring everybody for having a dissenting opinion or an opinion differing from the rest of them. Um, the other aspect to sort of piggyback onto that is sort of the language and the double speak to that, where, where I don't know what it is, but, but but a part of that is is using that like I said using language um, as a weapon and and we sort of have that where where one thing means one thing and then it means another or it means the opposite or you just have it to where they're 
they're they're just omitting information in general. Um, I mean, the list can go on and on with that. Um, with with everything on that aspect, I mean, for me, the the latest thing that I can think of, um, is is the whole "Don't Say Gay" bill down in Florida, where if if you if anybody who has a brain who's actually read that, um, nowhere doesn't mention it. It's basically, I think it even got labeled as as the uh, what did it get titled exactly? And I'm drawing a blank. And I mentioned this. On an episode earlier, I think it may have been the last episode, where it's basically it's just parental parental rights, um, an education bill. Um, because to be completely honest with you, it it is it is very very sickening thought that if you are wanting to t- to talk to a kid that young um, about sexual topics, there is something horribly horribly wrong with you um because that should not be happening um it definitely should be a parent thing and i even know for myself um that that i think i when i was in fifth grade so uh, 10 or 11 i believe like like there was a class that that talked about like puberty and upcoming changes to the body that that parents signed in and then they would take boys and girls, split them off and and have somebody talk about that. But that was a parent's decision, um, to have their kids go through that. And obviously, um, when I got older, there was, there was some, uh, sexual education classes, but it was more about education and anatomy and things like that. And, and how reaper and the reproductive system and, and how things of that worked. But, but it isn't, the grooming aspect that we that we are seeing today, which sort of goes hand in hand with with what uh, happens in Brave New World with the uh, promotion of promiscuity and over sexual over sexualization um, that I cannot talk right now again. Um, but again, we have like I said, we have that double speak. Um, the whole war is peace, which is something that. That, that we keep being told, and, and it's obviously, if you look at the history of the U.S., we've been in perpetual war since this country was founded, but it's always been under that moniker. War is peace, which that is a oxymoron in and of itself. I, I don't know how war equates to peace in and of itself, but, but like I said, we, we sort of have that i mean you sort of look at, at how the terms of women and men and and mothers and and fathers and, and you look at all these words that, that are being changed to mean something else um and and again it, it's that control of information control of the language um is is what we're experiencing as well um and now this is probably um, I got two more talking points here. This next one and then the very last one, which I have really been saving because for me, I think I'm probably going to talk the most if I haven't talked much of it as well. Um, the other aspect is sort of sort of the loyalty, the cult mind, um, the hive mind, um, as some people may call it, and obviously. I, I don't I, I don't think I can I don't have to go very much into the loyalty aspect, um, which obviously I mean, there's very, very many things we can look at this. Obviously, um, we can see how the left 
these things where it's if you don't agree with us, um, then we don't want you. We we don't want you to part of society. It, it's a very very cult mind mindset, and and it truly is. And and I think you can find that on the right as well, especially to the extreme end. But but it's but it seems like the the left has just it keeps getting further and further pushed pushing away where people that, that used to identify as a liberal is now leaning a different way is becoming more moderate and I would perf- and I would honestly say 10 years ago 15 years ago I I probably would have fallen into into the whole liberal liberal category um until until I started to not necessarily see what they were doing but but more so that that I that, that I valued freedom and individuality over anything else and that's sort of sort of the other point to that loyalty as well um is sort of discer- or getting rid of the the individual and being a collective um which again we we see that happening more and more frequently now where where and this for me is baffles me to 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 beyond belief um with it where you have people on the left where they are supposedly anti-racist, inclusive. The anti-racist is the big thing that I want to mention. But yet, they talk about wanting to segregate stuff. Um, I mean, you look at what happened in Portland where they had an area where it was blacks only for, for a garden. Um, or, and this is the thing that gets me and probably irritates me the most, is is black conservatives. Um, you are told... From these people who say they're anti-racist are then calling um, black conservatives um, derogatory names, uh, calling them Uncle Toms, calling them coons, um, and and for me, like like that just it just fucking blows my mind, and it makes me very irritated and very frustrated that. That you sit there, you preach anti-racism, but yet you are using racist terms to attack somebody who doesn't believe um, your views or your thoughts. Um, and again, it's it, it just it blows my mind why why people do not see this. Or I think they, and I think people may recognize it, but they sort of just overlook it and, and try to follow along and obviously if for 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 a lot of people it's it's that age that age old quote but but it's that that speech that Malcolm X did years ago where where he even said straight up that 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 black people should be more afraid of the white liberal than anything and obviously we we see that more and more every day and and I don't know it's it's it just blows my mind with some of the things that, that these people say and do um but i don't know <laughs> that 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 is one of the things that that some of these these podcasts and things that people talk about hopefully get people to to wake up and break away from the narrative um but but i don't know it's 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 just that that, that cult mind um it's either, like I said, it's either you're with us or against us. 
goes back to 9-11 and the Patriot Act with George Bush saying the exact same thing. It's either you're with us or against us in the Patriot Act saying that, um, that if you don't agree with us, essentially, then we label you as a terrorist. So it's, again, it's, it's that whole follow us, be one of us, um, and have no freedom, no individuality, and just think like us. Um, so the last portion here is probably the, the biggest one for a lot of people when, when they hear this. And for me, um, it's it's something that that speaks a little to home here, especially for, for myself. When it comes to, to technology, I've just always been a big technology person. But obviously, this is sort of where... Uh, the whole big brother is watching you aspect uh, comes up and and there is so much to dissect here and go over that I could probably spend another episode just talking about the mass surveillance system in and of itself uh, but but it but it is there um, I, I mean you look at at London. Um, comes comes to mind where they have tons of cameras all over the place. I believe you have a few cities that are like that here in the U.S. Um, you you look at the big thing that they talk about in, in 1984 is the telescreen, um, which is basically as you are watching TV, they are watching you watch TV, and and granted, I will wholeheartedly say I'm. I, I am one of these people that have, that have one of these smart TVs, um, but um, but it's been shown, like, if you read the end in, in, in agreements or end user agreements, um, that cameras have been placed in TVs um, and are watching you. Um, I mean, I remember watching something back a few years ago. I think it was on YouTube, and I can't remember how I got to the video, to be completely honest with you. But it was um, a video, maybe 2016, 2017, I can't remember. It was during um, March Madness for NCAA, where ESPN decided to air or show something live, saying, hey, um, let us show you our brand new technology um, with Samsung TVs, where we will go live and see these people watching this game and get their reactions to what is happening. So they switch over. Show this, show this family watching TV, and you can immediately tell that that these people had no idea that they were being watched. Um, and and again, that's that telescreen mentality. Um, and I mean, you, you can look beyond that. Um, I, I know it's been widely known that in in your cable boxes. Um, that they have microphones and and cameras in them. Um, I remember years ago when I was in college, um, I had a friend, uh, not a friend, but a cl- but a, there was a um, somebody in one of my classes that mentioned um, in a discussion that I don't know if he worked for Comcast or if it was just somebody he knew worked for Comcast. Um, said they opened up a box one day, um, and saw while he was working on it that there was a microphone and camera in them 
Um, and apparently this tech, uh, this classmate of mine, um, had said that this technician had basically told him, yep, they've been in there since the early nineties. Um, oddly enough, coincidentally enough, um, I think it was only a few days later, I came across a topic, um, or article on rents.com where they, where the article was talking about the same thing. And then just a few days later, the CEO of Comcast came out and said, yeah, we put those things in there to gauge people's reactions live as they see commercials. Um, I highly, highly doubt that's what they're doing. Um, Obviously, you look at webcams on computers, it's been widely known that those things are constantly on, even if the light isn't showing, um, gathering information. Um, and I mean, even when you look at stuff like um, the NSA, where it's widely known that they're constantly surveilling on the U.S. populace, and obviously you can look no further than um, the devices in our pockets with phones, where that has also been widely known that that your microphone, I don't know so much the camera, but at least the microphone um, is constantly on and relaying information. To even now, you have your smart home technology, your Google Homes, your Alexas, which I will say I do have an Alexa in my house. It makes things easy, um, especially when I don't want to get up and turn off my lights. Um, ah, it's just me being lazy, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I know I mentioned this in an earlier episode that, that I think technology in and of itself isn't bad. It's just the people who are in control of it and what they do with the information they gather is the... Um, is the key fundamentals of that. Um, but, but that's that whole surveillance, that nanny state, um, that see something, say something that Nancy Pelosi coined or termed back in 2007, 2008, I think is remember when I first heard that term come out of her mouth. Um, and so, I, I mean, when we look at it again, still, it's 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 technology is being used and to to manipulate us and and being used in nefarious ways that that are that are beyond what what they were that they came up with in the first place. Um, but but I think that's the big thing when a lot of people hear like the 1984. It's that it's it's this whole spying the. The telescreen, and like I said, that in and of itself is there, whether it's through the massive surveillance state we have, the massive spying, because all you got to do is be labeled terrorist, and and it is perfectly legal to have everything about you being recorded, and obviously... They probably have a couple of people in a room that, that are that are on a and that are in a room, not necessarily listening, but at computers while a computer sorts through words and key phrases. Um. So. So yeah, so 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 the telescreen is very very real, and Big Brother is constantly watching us. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, there. Um. So we'll sort of leave it at there with with this um as far as just some of the the key themes about 1984 
and with these things sort of resonating there, I, I will say the one good thing about 1984 that ultimately comes about this is um, the the awakening, the revolution, um, the resistance that comes out of this, and, and obviously, I, I think we're seeing this more and more with people um, waking up or waking up. Um, a lot of people are calling it the great awakening where people are becoming more spiritually aware, more, more minds of critically thinking. And, and I think ultimately that, that that's a great, great thing to have because, because I do believe our, our, our system is getting ready to crash. And in order to rebuild, we, we need to, to have these small pack small pockets of, of these communities that when shit does hit the fan and everything collapses and when we do have to rebuild, we're not rebuilding um, in guise of our overlords. Um, we're, we're rebuilding it um, in, in a much better way that, that is free of, of government control. Um, but, but these are sort of my thoughts um, around this, um, I can't believe I've been sitting here for about an hour now talking, um, probably one of the longer episodes that I've did, uh, talking, uh, by myself, but, but I'll sort of leave it there. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts? What are your opinions about this? Do you see the same similarities, uh, that I see? Are there, are there more? I, I would assume there's more than, than just what I mentioned. Um, so, um, I'll sort of leave it at this. Um, just wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, if you want to support the channel, links will be in the description. Channel, I think this is YouTube. Um, links for the show will be in the description for that. Um, and then if you want to get in contact with me um, and, and come onto the show um, and talk about theories you have or talk about um, experiences, whatever the case may be, um, you can reach out to me directly through Instagram at illusionary tales of reality, or even hit me up, um, at my email, illusionary tales of reality at protonmail.com. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed and until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of illusionary tales of reality. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Have a question for Josh or a theory you'd like to discuss? Get in touch on Instagram or Facebook at Illusionary Tales of Reality. Until next time, stay safe and stay awakened.